We are back, uh, and Howard is back, and it is time for Howard Stern. Howard Stern. News. News. And, and comment. comment upon the news. News. Yeah. Hey, that now. Was a, that was a snazzy beginning. <laughs> well, you know, it's got to be jazzy. Jazzy and snazzy. Um, jazzy, especially in October. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's start with that one. All right. Five year anniversary <laughs> of Cocktober. And let me tell you this that the uh the president of Sirius XM and Pandora has only or she has not only said uh you should go ahead with Cocktober, but even 40s on four will be whipping it out. 40s on four. Wow. That's, That's exactly what was said on the show. Oh, really? I forgot that part. I didn't. I didn't re- 40s on four. Does that really exist? It used to, but okay. <laughs> that was just, I was going to say, Howard. like who, Howard said that. Who listens to 40s on four? Do they have like 20s on like 20s on two? I mean, like no, no, no. <laughs> number one was uh, hits one. Uh, number two was uh, a New York station. And number three was KTLA in, in LA, and four was uh, hits on 40s on four with uh, Benny Goodman and uh, a lot and of. And then it was uh, like you know. 50s on five and 60s yes. on six, yes. 70s on seven, yeah. 80s on eight. Yep, 90s on nine. Yeah. 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 We could, we, could do, we could do this for a while. The 20s yeah. on 12. No, no, there was no 20s. Is there going to no be 30s. like future music? Can we like go into the future and. On 13 or something? In the year 2000. Well, that would be on 10. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was called the Ots. The Ots, yeah. Okay, well, um, yeah. Cocktober. Hmm. I gotta say, never been a fan of the uh, Cocktober. Um, uh, likewise. I think it's, uh, I mean, I have to admit, I mean, the gay antics of Richard and Sal are entertaining to me a lot of times, but um, just like, I feel like, I mean, we already know that Richard Christie's, uh, I mean, he starts celebrating Halloween on October the 1st, right? I mean, like basically True. he's drinking his pumpkin beer, pouring it in his ass or whatever yeah. it is he's doing. yeah. Or- <laughs> Funneling it. <laughs> or like, you know, um, like moving into the haunted house, a ride place or whatever, whatever it is he does. He's he's into it. And I think now I think if if, you know, John Lieberman or somebody like asked Richard, honestly, like, so, Richard, what are your favorite things about the month of October? Well, it's Cocktober. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the thing was that when Michael Caine, that, I, you know, some of these impressions, but anyway, uh, when Michael came on, he was like, yeah, uh, I love Michael Caine. He's in that movie, The Hand. <laughs> like He's very, my favorite. He's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Eric Andre, he's got, he's got a nice cock. He's big. 
It's it's happy. <laughs> he likes to whip it out. I'm glad he's a part of Cocktober. Decathlon. <laughs> well, I did think it was hilarious when they were talking about the the decathlon and and then they were like, well, yeah, we Howard, we're going to have some celebrities participating. Yeah, the party oh, boys. Yeah, the party boys. And then, and then like a minute after he says it and announces it, Jason comes in. Uh, yeah. So I got some news about that. The party boys canceled. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mary Delabate called and uh, informed us that uh, such people will not be involved in our antics. <laughs> No, but it was funny. It was like as if like just hearing it announced because then and then Richard's like, oh, that's too bad because they were really into it. And oh, they were we were excited. They were so excited about showing us their cocks. But the, <laughs> the best thing was the phony phone call to kick off Cocktober. That was amazing that they got that guy from Swap Shop to do all those uh, announcements. And he's, See, what did he say? That it was a law firm? It was, a law firm. It was like Cox, purple and veiny. Purple and veiny, yeah. And we're here celebrating Cocktober. And like the one the one guy's like, yeah, he's, he's, his, his anus is open up wide. Boop. Yeah, shot an apple out of it. He's like, oh, he sound like he got it out of there. He shot real good. Like <laughs> Exactly. See, I love those calls. And but I have to say, there's also a tinge of sadness in all of those because you know, but when like one like that, like you know, they're never ever gonna be able to call that guy ever again. And you know, he's like, he's, he was so classic in his delivery and everything, but now they're never, he, he was, that guy's done. You're never going to be able to call he him. He was like, he was like, yeah, it sounds like you're giving him a licking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of those guys are just so classic. And I mean, especially the swap shop guys. I mean, they're just like, <laughs> I love the swap shop theme songs too. They're they're always. I mean, sometimes yeah, it's like this banjo thing, and other times it's like get in touch with God. Now it's time for swap shop. <laughs> and then there, that I love that. Uh, will the swap shop guys sell this? That that might have been a couple weeks ago, but there was something about uh, some stick that the guy wanted to sell. That he was like, yeah, it's the, the keep the kids quiet stick. And it's about how he would like beat people with it. And they're they were like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good value or whatever. And right <laughs> after it was there was a public service announcement about uh not abusing children. Like you shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't hit them. Right. Well, you know, those those uh swap shop stations, I mean, they've got to keep their integrity. First, they're the rod, spoil the child. You know, they've got to keep their integrity for the five listeners that they have. I mean, um, I think honestly, we've got more listeners than the swap shop stations, and we've only that. really had one uh, one podcast. And, and now's probably a good moment to mention that uh, if you do happen to be listening to us. Uh, we we are talking about Howard, but we want to just tell you to uh, click the uh, like button, give us five stars, write a review, and 
do subscribe. So every week when we do the show, you're going to get it uh, right away. And you don't have to wait and get the show in uh, in time for the next week's uh, Howard show. And I am very happy that Howard is live again. I have yeah, to say. Yeah, but can, can I just step in here for a second? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Also, for, for those people not uh, listening on a PC computer with a mouse, you can also tap instead of clicking that uh, icon and rate us, you know, five stars and then leave a review, especially about the fact that I'm looking out for you guys with mobile devices that listen to the show. So uh, just maybe make a mention of that. OK, great. I mean, yeah, I am uh, I am a computer user from the 80s. I am trapped in that. Uh, world. We Anyways, I am happy that Howard is back this week, but I have to say yet again, Mike, and I said this last week, I mean, excuse me, Commodore, uh, I... Uh, yes, Blue Jay? I think that this week is also another weak week. I don't, I, I mean, and let me, I, there, there's some, some interesting things, and I'm so glad that Howard's live and I love the show. I don't want to take away from that, but let me mention some of the weak things. Right. First and foremost, the one that comes to mind is Jan Wenner. I mean, I think that was what an hour and Jan a half low job. He's, he spent an hour and a half. And I do think he pulled some punches with Jan. I mean, if this was Howard, 15, 16 years ago, there would have been a lot of questions that uh, asked that didn't get asked here with Jan. Um, and I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it was just him uh, paying respect to Jan? Was it him saying, oh, Jan's done all these favors for me. I'm going to he's got a book out. I'm going to help him sell it. Um, what What do you think was the motivation? I think I think it was about him trying to help Jan sell this book and make him seem much more interesting than he comes off. The real thing that I think Howard appreciates about Jan is, is his place in history and his connection with what he loves most, which is rock and roll. Yeah. And I would tell you that um, personally, you know, I'm a big rock and roll fan. And uh, I am a fan of Rolling Stone, or I was a fan of Rolling Stone magazine. I have not looked at a Rolling Stone magazine in probably, I don't know, 15 years. Um, but I would have been more apt to buy that book if I had not heard this interview. Oh, I agree. I, I have to say, you know, um, the... Uh, the way that Jan Wenner came off in this interview is he came off as unintelligent, low uh, energy, low energy, um, not well-spoken, very poor uh, elocution and not eloquent at all. I, I don't understand how this guy, I mean, it's just, and, and not really a good storyteller. It was like Howard was, telling the story and having Jan kind of in there as, or I should say Jan in there for like color commentary. And um, 
Yeah, I look like I'm, I'll just say, here's this guy who was apparently there for this rock and roll history, yeah. right? And yeah. yet he and he's talking about like at one point he's uh, Howard asks him about Cream. And he's like, well, yeah, you know, Eric Clapton, he was in, uh, he played with John Mayall, and I think he was in the Yardbirds, too. And, like, Howard's like, yeah, he was in Yardbirds, uh, Blind Faith, Cream, Derek and the Dominoes. Like, Howard rattled it off. How the fuck does Jan Winter ask, I think he was in the Yardbirds. I know he's in the Yardbirds. You knew he was in the Yardbirds. I mean, come on, like Jan Winter, get with it, dude. And, and the worst part—the worst part about it—is that he did have a good story about uh, Eric sitting in with the band. Well, yeah, but, he did talk about that. But, um, but it just—it seemed—it—it it seemed to lose its uh, power because right before that, he was—he was almost so clueless of who Eric Clapton is, and he couldn't process or uh say what what that meant for him to go ahead and 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 leave whatever he was doing uh prior to that to be with because that was right after cream like it was it was a segue to a certain degree but it was not there, there was just no energy in it it was just it was it was it was very slow it was it was an hour and 41 minutes of just absolute uh i don't i can't even explain well yeah like i'm saying he um if he was trying to sell books he did a a freaking disservice i mean he's gonna it did not make me want to buy the book i I agree um it's uh and i think there are probably people who might have considered buying the book that heard that interview that just said hey i'm not gonna buy the book Anyways, okay, let's not dwell on what the shitty thing was this week, though. There All right, was... well, no, no, but that was the first thing that you said that made yeah. it a week. Yeah. So, yeah, what uh, what else comes to mind for you? As not well, I, I didn't think well, maybe it was you disagree. Week. Maybe okay. No, I, d- I disagree with you. I don't think okay, it was go a week, ahead. week I don't think it was a week week because there, there was a lot of uh, fan interaction, especially the Apples and Ronnie. And even Howard mentioned this at the end of the show say, or the, the next day about fan feedback. They said he's, we got a lot. The most mail we got was on Ronnie and apples. There is something so uh, intriguing about the way that Ronnie is just, ah, it just, <laughs> I mean, it's just, Apples just, just get gets so oh under God. his skin. It's under like, his incredible. skin, like a like a boil. And the fact and Chris was doing, Chris was enhancing that too. And, and now Chris Howard, is on Ronnie's shit list now. No, man. well, oh. I know, but like, I mean, I think Chris knows that it's Radio Gold when Ronnie just is so unnerved by just the the slightest thing that that uh, that Apples does, and it was. It was hilarious the way that uh, Chris was saying, I think we have a talent here. Maybe somebody that could could be a part of the show. He's an up and comer. And like Ronnie's like, oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, man. Uh, he well, was just so 
the whole up and comer thing though i think that's very te- i think that's well, very that's- telling about chris because, no, no, but he's fucking around. He's not saying he's not right, real about because that. because like and Howard even pointed it out. Howard goes, you know, well, you say he's an up and comer and all this stuff. But, you know, <laughs> really, he's just doing this stuff on Twitter. And like, you know, I don't know if that's like something so great for the show. It's just stuff on Twitter. And then Chris goes. Well, we're talking about it right now. And, and then- the fans, the fans <laughs> responded too. And and Howard was like, yeah, you're right. You know, OK, OK. And so, yeah, I mean, apples is uh, I, I, I'd i say um, for me, though, I think in the past, I don't know. I I don't want to say that I like apples endeared himself to me, but like I I, I was uh, I didn't hate him. I didn't have any negative thoughts towards apples necessary in the past, but after this one, uh, some of the stuff with that girl, Natalie, and all that stuff, a little, I mean, just the way he was kind of downplaying things and sort of, you know, um, I mean, that's the thing with Howard, right? Is when you get on the show, you can dish it out, but you got to be able to take it too. And I feel like he, like, for once, like, you know, it wasn't just the rantings of old man Ronnie, you know, being a curmudgeon. There were some things coming out that Ronnie was saying and Apples was not reacting well. I'll say that. He wasn't reacting well to it. Um, and uh, and um, his responses just seem like such bullshit. And um, I, I don't know. I, but... I will tell you that that whole interaction, Ronnie, Chris, Apples, Natalie, all that, that was some of my favorite stuff that happened this week. Um, uh, uh, Of course, up until Jeff the Boar got in there. And uh, I mean, he really just, what what has happened to him? He just completely um, shut down. Ruin, ruins it and uh um hey that quick aside i don't know if i've ever told you this story but um i have a friend excuse me i need the cough button where's the cough button i have a friend who's a recording engineer and has uh produced and recorded some Scott! something <laughs> that looks good uh some some fairly well known people, and when he was uh, living oh, in oh, oh. in managing this recording studio in New Jersey, um, he actually had to record and produce Jeff Curro's Christmas album, and <laughs> and he was telling me one he was like, man, he's like, you know, we used to have all kinds of bands in there, like, you know, doing all kinds of drugs, but no one's ever consumed the amount of marijuana that Jeff the drug could do. Yeah, and she was like, stoner. Yeah. and he was like, um, and the other thing he told me, he's like, and I have, he's like, he wanted to play me some of this stuff because he's just like, yeah, I have about uh, 200 takes that had to be tossed out because Jeff could, could not finish a phrase without coughing. And like, you know, <laughs> Or just like he's, and he just he called him Kuro. He's like Jeff. Kuro. He didn't listen to the shows. He's just like, oh Kuro, man, that guy was the worst. Um, well, I want to get those acapello, acapello, uh, 
coal miner's daughter was was oh, no uh, rescue from that. Oh, look, that was hilarious because he starts singing the first line, and then Howard's like, "Well, thank you," and then Jeff keeps going. Yeah, just he's like, like <laughs> and he, he just cut him off. He's like, "I wonder if he's still singing." <laughs> Yeah, I, oh, I have you to guys. say, uh, I, I have to say, Howard is the king of the artful, hilarious hangup. I mean, he just he just cuts people off, and the way he just responds to people sometimes when they call it. I forget the one guy who called in. I don't. I think it was might have been uh, Wednesday's show. Some guys like talking to Howard, and he's like, "Well, you know, Howard, you and I are very similar, yeah, and we yeah, grew up." Right. You remember and some yeah, of the I'm, stuff he, this guy says is like, that guy he's like, about? you know. You know, I'm a, I'm a Jewish guy that grew up in mainly an Italian neighborhood, and I grew up on the tough streets too of Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and I'm a successful guy too. You know, I make a six figure salary. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, Howard in his six figure salary. Dude. Yeah, Howard's in the high six figures. <laughs> yeah, <It> sure is. <laughs> sure, I mean. Howard, I mean, yeah, you know, that's actually, I don't know that we've really discussed that topic. Uh, the fact that Howard is like one of the richest people in the yeah, entertainment. Yeah, $500 million. Dollars richest yeah. people in the entertainment industry. Yes. I mean, yeah. like he flips out when he has like Paul McCartney on, but he's got more money than Paul McCartney. Definitely. I don't know about that. Oh, he definitely does. Okay. Right. He definitely does. And I don't think Paul has been super shrewd with his investments, to be honest. Well, all right. But um, no, Howard is one, I mean, of like celebrity entertainment industry people. I mean, of course, the richest people in the entertainment industry are, are the people who aren't household names or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, in terms of celebrities who make their money from the entertainment industry, Howard's as rich as they come and probably- yeah, and Beats out most people in that regard. And that that leads me to thinking about Michael Rappaport talking about uh, the housewives of Beverly Hills when Howard said how it's ridiculous the way that those women are so garish in their discussion of their wealth and everything. And Michael Rappaport's like, well, you know, you have like a lot of money. He said, well, I do. He did say, well, I do. But I don't go around talking about it. What's the point? I think that uh, Howard has a, a very good relationship with his money and the fact that he he appreciates it, but it is nothing that drives him except for the fact that he knows that he is not going to be taking advantage of. He knows his worth and he, he is he is very shrewd etc but he is not about showing that off even with when he was talking about the lawn of the guy next to him who who he says yeah he he probably does well i mean i do well we you know i don't know he probably does about the same as i do but man does his lawn look good you know it, it, he is he is a regular guy in a billionaire body or a billionaire uh <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, I'm sort of there with you, but I'm also sort of not because I don't know. You can call me whatever, 
lefty guy, but I mean, like uh, to me, I don't understand the difference between having a hundred million dollars and having five hundred million dollars. I don't know. I, I, to me, that those that that's like an abstraction that will never make sense to me. And I don't but, think it makes sense to Howard actually either. Oh, I think it does. So I do think I agree with you. I don't think Howard is um, like he's not one of these guys who's like, oh, I'm going to invest in this uh, vodka brand or whatever. I'm going to do trading or, cards, you know. Oh, yeah. Get, oh. get a Mar Maris rookie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't think he's going to, you know, I think Woo! I do think I and, and I think I, you might know better than me, but I, I do think he does have some valuable artwork and stuff like that. Um, but um, he, uh, he I, I, I believe he has that kind of stuff purely out of his passion. I don't think he has it as like an investment opportunity. I think it's because he's passionate about it. I don't, you know, so I don't see him like even like, you know, Ralph will call up and be like, well, I've made money on the stock market and stuff like that. Howard's not doing that. He's not. And a lot of rich people, people are, doing it for him. Well, I mean, I think he's probably That's got nice. an accountant and he's got, I mean, yeah, every rich person's got somebody, but I don't think he's playing the game. I think he's, um, you know, uh, on the safe bets, on the safe investments, somebody's investing for him. I don't think, you know, it's concerned. I don't think he's a speculator. I don't think he's playing the game. You know what I mean? He's not involved with it, but I think he, he, he trusts someone that does his money to touch, you know, that, that invests wisely. Okay. So maybe it's, not yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, every person who has wealth is doing that, but uh, except for those who are Bernie Madoff clients, but anyway, well, I mean, well, we're not going to get into Bernie okay. Madoff, but <laughs> yeah, um, we're, we're off topic here. No, I think that um, Howard is definitely someone who believes he equates his success with his wealth. He yeah. does. Um, it's not. And, but what and, that wealth means to him, I think, is not what it would mean for somebody who who was looking for that wealth i think that he knows that he puts in the time he puts in the effort he does his job extremely well and he knows his worth in this society as it is when he was talking about aaron judge i got that sense from him yeah, yeah. okay all right yeah i'm with you but um i see i, I I don't, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. When, when you accumulate the amount of wealth that he has, you would think at, at some level it would be enough, but I, I don't think that's a, a driving force with him. I, I, he, right. I, but I, I, I don't, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's a driving force for, I don't think it's the money that's keeping him on the air. I, I think, he, you know, but at the same time, he he's like, well, if I'm going to be on the air, you know, I need to do this or this or that. I mean, he's no, very I mean, he shrewd. He knows his worth. He knows his worth. Yeah, he knows yeah, what the, but he's, you know. he knows his worth. But at the same time, like, you know, Howard could be doing a podcast. Well, well, he could. That would be. Yeah. But that is so not a part of his story. His his he is a radio individual. He is a theater of the mind guy. He loves the medium. 
He absolutely adores it. It was speaking of Hall of Fame things. He was he was very he had been very disappointed that he wasn't. I guess he was inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. I I missed that part, but um, he knows that radio is a he, he there's a there's a even him going to Sirius was almost a death blow to radio in a way. And I think there's some regrets at some level with him about that. I mean, I don't want to, I'm not trying to get into that discussion right now, but I think. If well, that ever- is a, I mean, that's an interesting discussion. I Maybe we can table that for now, but a right. death blow really. Well, what else has happened on Casey case? I mean, he was in fact, I mean, he was enamored or, or I, I don't know, enamored, but he was, uh, he, the whole Casey Kasem thing was such a story for him where it wasn't for most of us, but uh, he, these giants, and even with Bill Nozzle dying, you know, you could see, and he said, I'm, I might be moved to tears when, uh, wh- what was the song? Molasses, Gypsy or some, some song that only Bill Nozzle could play. He, he has, he has this understanding this true love of radio, which I also share with him. I mean, I was exposed to uh, radio radio shows by Jack Benny and uh, uh, the <laughs> the Bickersons. I, I'm sorry, the Shadow. All these things that involve radio that are truly specific, Cation for his own love of the medium. And I really, really think that him getting these kind of payouts is just him justifying in his mind the importance in our society of this medium. And he wants to get as much as possible because it's not only a tribute to him and his talent, but it's a tribute to the whole thing that's going on with radio. Ah, wow. Um. Well, let's shift topics a little bit then. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I think got, you've got you've little... nailed that. You've nailed that very well. Um. So this week, so you've hit a lot of it. You've hit Bill Nozzle. Wow. I mean, I didn't realize that was going to be as big of a thing. You know, that really was a big part of the. Sh- I mean, he he spent a lot of time talking. Yes, he very did. revealing stuff. Um. Jan Wenner was a big thing this week. Ronnie, Chris, and Apples, that was a big thing that uh, our my favorite thing this week. Um, what did you oh, think? I thought, I thought uh, your favorite thing would be that uh, Fred the Elephant Boy has accepted his bisexuality. I thought that would have been. See, I didn't thing. think that was news. For some reason, I thought that was out in the open. It was, but. He, Remember the Mullhead cr- games? Remember the Mullhead games? Yeah, but he felt shame about it. But his recent <laughs> pacemaker episode, he wanted the audience to know that he's 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 okay with it. And I think that's good for 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 someone See, like that. I mean, okay, yeah, good. I'm happy for Fred, but uh, I mean again, not news. Not news to me. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Didn't we already realize this like 20 years ago? Oh, yeah. But Fred obviously was uh, still thinking that he he wasn't embracing it enough. 
for the fans Ooh. to know. So that- what, what, like, you know, next year he's going to call up and be like, a, oh, oh uh, I'm gay. <laughs> well, <laughs> obviously, because it was interesting to hear uh, with the talk about the one caller that wanted to uh, bang Ronnie with her husband. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, that- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Tina. Was it no? Was it named T? I don't know. Yeah. Well, no. The other one was named. I mean, there was two women this week. There was Natalie and Tina. Tina was the woman that uh, you know, and Ronnie remembered it from the year before. But Ronnie doesn't want another guy in the room. Give me a fucking break. Come on, man. What do you mean? You're is that so surprising to you? I I think that uh, you know Ronnie has a very uh, loose grip on his own sexuality that he wants to, he wants to use these. And, uh, but what was funny is that they, they brought back with Jason, some of uh, remember Ronnie, when he was the advisor to strip clubs, oh, God, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put yeah. your pass against the wall. <laughs> and Jason's like, stick your yeah. tongue out, stick your tongue out. That's where you stick your tongue out. You get more dollars that way. <laughs> Scores, man. Ricky, man. I thought I thought that was funny the way that it's like, yeah, you can ask Jason. And Jason comes on. <sighs> oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, Wendy likes my belly. But um, and, uh, you know, the thing <laughs> is. And that's why I'm going to continue eating meat. <laughs> Oh God. So yeah, you know, when you brought up Fred and I was like, yeah, like 20 years ago, he said that that makes me think, uh, or reminds me, these are some old whack packers, man. They're getting like, like Wendy's like 50. Yeah. I mean, that's just crazy. Um, and, uh, I mean, they're all getting really, I mean, who's young at this point? I don't even know. Uh, I think uh, we need some fresh blood in the whack pack. Uh, I mean, otherwise, I mean, we were talking about last week, we were talking about Suzanne. And I mean, yeah, I recalled that my first time seeing, hearing, or being aware of the underdog lady uh, is must have been 1988 or 89. Wow. And I just, because she was on the, the, the Channel 9 show. And, um, right. The APHL 17. And you're very far away from the mic. I'm still going to I know, I know, respond I know. to what you're saying. But, uh, um, yeah, PHL 17. But, um, yeah, she, uh, she's getting old. Bigfoot's got to be, I don't know how old Bigfoot is now. Beetle, even Beetle, man. He's got to be pretty freaking old. And and these are people that I, I don't even know. Gary must be, well, he hasn't been on the show in forever. So, all right. Oh, the let's, Conqueror? I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. let's, um, let's get dark here for a minute. If you had to bet, Mike, who would be the first whack packer that we lose? From this uh, cast of characters, I would say probably uh, Kuro. I think he'll be the one. Really? I yeah. almost feel like Kuro is sort of um, invulnerable in a certain way. Like he's already 
kind of, you know, he's got, he's had like this gimpy arm forever. He's like, you know, I mean, like that he's unwilling to amputate or whatever. He's got, um, he's had all sorts of issues. I mean, but he, he's not, he's somehow, I don't know. He's like a mutant or something. He's just, you know, like that combination of that stuff is just keeping him going. I mean, I don't know. That's I, my guess. I mean, who are you? Who, uh, who, who are your? I on? really don't know. I mean, I, I almost feel like, like Bigfoot could get like shot or something, and like he's going to end up in some situation. Where you know, up, or like one day they just find him. And this is terrible to say, but they just find him out on the train tracks or something. I don't know. I mean, you know. Yeah, but I think his body, they, they won't actually find him because, you know, th then there would be proof. So, you know, he has to <laughs> somehow be covered up with leaves and decompose. I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, yeah, you're right. He could just disappear. <laughs> it's, I mean, I think Julie, when he was wrangling uh, Bigfoot, like at one point, he was. Oh, there was like, a reference yeah. of Shuli. There was a reference reference to Shuli in the show that was not acknowledged. Really, what was the reference? The reference was about uh, Apple's what he's doing, and they said, "Well." That information about me cleaning out RVs comes from uh, a source that's no longer with the show. And we know that Apple's was the, I mean, uh, Shuli was the wrangler of these outside sources. So, um, I'm wow. Yeah. Wow. I am, you know, my hat's off to you, Commodore. I think you win this <laughs> podcast. I'm not even joking. This is why you are, you should listen to this podcast. That one totally just oh, yeah. went right by me. But really? now that you say it, Not oh yeah, that that's totally cool. Wow. Okay. So that's the Apple's scenario there. Hmm. And what? Yeah. So Apple's was the one who made that reference without yeah. saying mm -hmm. his name. Yeah, <laughs> Apple's is definitely playing the game, man. Oh yeah, I mean, oh yeah, Apple's yes. is ready. He's waiting yeah. for Howard to send him that, you know, that big well, look money. At Wolfie, yeah, he's he's trying to he's going to send him some of that big Wolfy money. He's going to send him that Whoa. that that Riley paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's what he's going for. That's yeah, the Riley. He's he's going for that Riley money. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> Who knows? Well, he that... might he might even get some Lieberman money. You know, I don't know. Well, I mean, the thing is that there is Woofy money because there was the talk about how Woofy paid to go see Pearl Jam in New Jersey at at some small show. I guess you know Pearl Jam is you know throwing it back to the fans with the you know Trocadero type shows. And uh, really, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, Wolfie said, "Yeah, I paid seven hundred dollars to see him at. I think it was at Stone Pony or something. Yeah, it was a small show. Wow. Yeah, exactly. That's Wolfie money. Well, interesting. Okay, and so, well, no, but Wolfie has another job, though, right? I don't know. Yeah, no, he is. He has said that he has another job. He works at another job. 
Well, there's another uh, guy that Wolfie and Apples could be the same person as far as Wolfie and Apples could be the same person as far as uh, Ronnie knows. <laughs> that that is true. It, uh, but no, no, come on, Ronnie really hates apples. He kind of hates Wolfie, but I mean, he like I mean, if if I mean if apples like you know showed up at Howard's Christmas party or something, like Ronnie would like spit in his drink. I mean, it's he wouldn't do that to apples, but he would do that. That's true. I mean, he wouldn't yeah. do that to Wolfie, but he would do it to apples for sure. Uh, yeah, you're I right. mean, he's it, it, he you know he would whatever. You know, figuratively, that's what he, he would he he legitimately. No, I think he would actually spit in his drink if he had the opportunity. Oh, I think he. I mean, he, I, 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 mean I think he like... put his dick in his drink. I don't, you know, whatever. I don't know what he'd do, but um, you know, he he is not a fan of of Apple. Well, actually, I think I think what Ronnie and so this is part of Ronnie's deal to me is. Ronnie has become, I mean, look, this three days of shows, he was on every day, right? right he was. And he's basically on that show getting, uh, I mean, he's on the mic more than Fred, right? Oh, most certainly. Way I mean, more Bill than Fred. Nozzle. Bill Nozzle was the only time that Fred was on the mic. Yeah, exactly. And actually, that was, we hadn't heard from Fred in a really long time, actually, I think. Um, but and that's um, why I thought that, I thought last week that um, Richard was stepping in for him for any sort of comment, like that, that well, they had the third so voice. Ronnie's on there, on the mic, I mean, next to Robin and Howard, it's it's Ronnie. Ronnie's on that show, gets on that show more than any of them. And, and, and by the way, the reason that Tan Mom did not think that the Howard impersonator was Howard was because of Robin. She she was such an asshole when that impersonator was talking. So anybody would say, you know, immediately that she's because she's such a sycophant, you know, that. Uh, right. Well, I mean, also, that guy got pretty nervous, too. It was pretty clear he didn't. So he does the voice well. But he doesn't know how to interview like how, like he didn't know what questions to ask. It didn't seem like right. he really. Yeah, it didn't seem right. like he really understood the show, too. So he like, you know, He's like all he would for yeah. all he would do would be like, well, tell us, uh, describe your cop for us. I'm, I'm not going to do his imitate. You know, he he'd like <laughs> Howard doesn't Howard doesn't uh, do that, you know, anymore. Well, when was the last time he's asked somebody to describe their cock? I mean, it's well, John Ham, or is <laughs> I get yeah, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. That is true, but I mean, that's like yeah, having John Ham on though. Apparently, I didn't I didn't know this until Howard. Um, but I mean, that's kind of like having Uncle Milty on or whatever. If he <laughs> if he had him on, he would ask him about that too. Um, you know, the, there's, well, that was, that was like a Frank Sinatra question because it was involving underwear or something like it was, well, I don't, I, that was anyway, that was last week, but. Okay. Well, um, it's, it's cocktober. It's cocktober. Well, you know, you know, you should probably just go to the back of a room and ask questions. I, that'll be much clearer then. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, but um, 
I'll ask him back here. How about this? Um, I can still hear you. Yeah, you could. Yeah. I can. Yeah. See, that's when that's when Howard would would do his criticism of like, yeah, you know, these podcasters. Oh, it's just, just yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, totally it's unprofessional. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's not you don't know what goes into making a show. I don't know. I have no clue uh-uh. about production value. Zero about, about how to get, you know, that deep tone in your voice and you know, get down here. They don't they don't know how get to do here. they don't know how to do a, a proper talk up. And, and speak know, speaking of the, getting down post. here, getting down here, what about uh the Debbie the cum lady? coming up again with eric like he's his mind he feels the whole debbie the cum lady it gives him the right to be eric andre's partner and dick dick cathalon he's like oh you know debbie the cum lady for three days you know i got hard you know and and i was like what well you know he's doing he's doing verizon he doesn't know he doesn't know how to how to how to be hard? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, okay. So whack pack Deadpool. I mean, Eric's got to be up at the top there for that too. I mean, you're well, good. probably when he's driving, he might die in a vehicular. Or he'll just who knows what's going to happen. Or I mean, he's another guy who like. I mean, he's he's a sketchball and like he could have some sort of dealings with somebody and it just goes wrong and uh, he ends up shot or something like that. Who knows? Uh, he he is that kind of guy. He is. Uh, yeah. Um, well, let me ask you a question. At what point will there be an effort to once some of these whack packers uh fall off will somehow a call go out a beacon for stuttering john to be a member of the whack pack (laughs) at what point i don't think it's too far away my friend i don't you know once you're a whack packer there's no getting out of it you're a whack i know but but i i don't think stutter was stuttering john a whack pack member yeah, I mean, no, because he was a staff member. I mean, that's like asking I think he Sal might come and Richard. Back to the show. Sal, I think he might come back to the show as a whackbacker. I, I don't think, think that guy will ever come back to the show. I don't know. Really? Do you have some inside information I'm not well, aware of? I mean, I follow him uh, on YouTube and his uh, podcasts and his, and his interview show and his stand-up comedy career. And uh, he needs he was he was doing uh, <laughs> he he was doing substitute teaching in uh, LASD. <laughs> he was. Well, that pays he, pretty he, well. OK, one hundred and seventy five dollars, just maybe two hundred and thirty dollars. I don't know. But I mean, uh, yeah, being, I think it's three to five hundred dollars or something. Oh, three hundred wow. bucks. Yeah. yeah. I think it is. Yeah. I think it's. Like I stand corrected. Yeah. I stand, no, it's, I it's, still I think. Mean, they're in, well, I can just say, and this is not the subject that we need to be talking about, but there's a, a severe shortage right now. So they, they are getting people in there. But look, John, I mean, he was another guy that supposedly invested and made money in the stock market and shit. But it's all a fucking house of cards. And I mean, like, you know, and he he is also somebody who, if you remember to back in the day, 
he was one of those guys who would spend his money. He was no notorious for having like these parties and stuff. Like he would have these parties where he'd like book a band. Like he got yeah. like cheap trick to play his party one sure. time. Like he yeah. would do these kinds big of things. Yeah. Yeah. He w- he was big always shot. big time and like he was big time. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And that was Stuttering John. So what do I think? I think when he went out to LA, he used that Leno money to buy himself a house. Right. And the idiot Which he's pro- selling now. Yeah. The- oh, is he selling it now? Yeah. Well, yeah. I bet he did. Yeah. If he was smart, he would have bought it outright, and he probably didn't. He probably put very little. Well, down and it. and it's also funny because there's a podcast that focuses on busting on him, like about uh, his podcast. It, they they totally show how much of a, a <laughs> of a retard he is, especially with the way he creates fake Twitter accounts and <laughs> fake uh, Yelp accounts, and does the, it's amazing. Though. I don't think it's hard to make fun of that guy. I mean. He's he's a moron. I mean, it's like and the stuff really he just would, blocked him. <laughs> I mean, the stuff he would even when he was on the show, like everybody hated him. I mean, he was because he was just such a dick um, and and he would pull these maneuvers and he was not a smart guy. And nope. he would he would um, went to New York University, by the way. So I do know that give a shout out to that. To that and the organic chemistry professor. <laughs> right. Yeah, because it's all it's all brilliant people that go to NYU. Yes, but absolutely. um and, and uh yeah, he was uh, stuttering John was was terrible. I mean, I, I have to say, quite honestly, that I got to know, like I said, I got to know Howard through the Channel Nine show. Um mm-hmm. and th- seeing the videos of stuttering john like with like morton downey jr and like uh, right. like all, like getting punched yeah. and all that stuff like and, and, right. and i still you know those i still remember from those memories are there with me and that those are resounding howard stern moments for me it's, that it's was not, like it's not funny it's fun <laughs> it's not yeah, it's, it's not fun it's not funny <laughs> and you can take that back to howard <laughs> Or that's like, his best. That's his number one. That's his best thing he's ever done. Well, you're talking about Billy Crystal. That's the best thing Billy Crystal's ever done. Right. And both, <laughs> both of them. Uh, I don't know. I think the Tommy Lasorda, did you ever fart and catch your face? Is pretty oh, that's great. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, I, I, I stand think, corrected. I think getting Tom Brokaw to pronounce red leather, yellow leather <laughs> is pretty amazing too. That's red so, leather, yellow red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> I mean, you, you literally <laughs> Tom, could you, could you say uh, red leather, yellow leather, yellow leather. I think Tom Brokaw was born in Korea. I don't know. He's trouble with his R's and his L's. I mean, it's oh boy. Uh, well, I mean, dude, there's a there's a listen. No, 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 no. In Korea, there is no R or L sound. It's a special sound. I'm. I mean, I'm not not saying anything, but it's difficult to learn the R and the L when you're Korean because I mean, I taught there and I I know the the language itself, Hangul. 
Gomez will die. But I mean, you know, I'm I'm just saying that Tom Brokaw has it's almost like he was raised there. Hello, this is Sal Governale. <laughs> Asian hate is a real thing. <laughs> And what I was trying to say <laughs> by saying what no matter what what color you are, bright, yes. pink, brown, blue, purple. <laughs> or in Star Trek, yes. <laughs> All right, I'll drop it. But I'm just saying that, that was, I, I there was an attempt, okay? You know. And on next week's very special episode of Howard Stern News and <laughs> News Comment. And <laughs> Hello, my name is Commodore Commodore Blue Jay. Blue Jay. I would like to take this opportunity <laughs> to let everyone know that the words that I use to describe anyway, it doesn't matter if you're Korean or American, Italian. Nepalese. <laughs> that I have to say, that for me is in at least the top 10, if not the top five of moments on the Howard Stern show ever. <laughs> Sal's yeah, apology Sal's, is Sal's one apology. of the greatest, greatest, most. I mean, Okay, wait. I don't. Was it this week, or was, am I thinking of last week? Sal singing the the TikTok duet. That was, was last that, week. Yeah, that was oh, last week. I'm sorry. Week. Maybe no, it was last week. Yeah. I mean, geez, how how delusional is that guy? I mean, and like the way he explains it too is he's like, like because Howard's like, you know, do you like actually think you're like a great saint? Love he's like, me tender. He's like, yeah, I, I think I've got, Love you know, well, sweet. it's just something I do for my fun, for fun, but I, you know, I, uh, uh, and he's like, but you put it out on TikTok. Well, you know, I didn't advertise it or anything, but, but I did put it out there for everybody to see, you know, I, well, I thought I could bring some enjoyment to see. <laughs> a little less conversation, a little more action. <laughs> And I remember when, when it was, it was, I guess it was a while ago now, but when, when they had him in and he actually like, the whole bit was like, um, well, and he was, he was saying, cause they overheard him. They got him on tape saying he was much better than Michael Buble. And what? Then, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gosh. And then he came in and he was like, and like Howard was uh, like, what? Well, uh, cause yeah, this is what it was because he had recorded some Christmas songs. He like went into the studio and recorded some Christmas songs. And he was like trying to get Gary or something to like pass him off to Howard or like, you know, yeah, you know, like, like I'm serious with you. Give this, this is really good stuff. Yeah. You know? And, and like Howard listened to it. And, um, and then he does this bit where he brings Sal in and he's just like, Hey, so um, I want to talk to you on the air because Gary played this, these Christmas songs for me. And then he told me it was you singing. And I can't believe it. It's this is incredible stuff. And he's just like telling, oh yeah, this you're I mean, we've got to get you like, you know, we're gonna release and like 
And like he's like Sal, like we my cock is gone. And then and Sal just like ate it all up, man. He's like, yeah, no, I'm so glad. He's like, thank you, Howard. That's just so kind. And and you and and he's and like Howard's like, well, yeah. Can I come over and watch uh, Bachelor with you now? (laughs) Exactly. I'll make us burgers and stuff. But he would, Howard told him like, yeah, we'll take you out on tour and we're going to do this. And, 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 and Sal was like, oh man, this is so amazing. I'm, you know, thank you, Howard, so much. I knew if I, if I got this music to you and then, and Howard's like, Sal, you are the biggest moron ever. You are a terrible (laughs) fucking singer. You are the worst. Like, what, what is your problem? Like, you know, how can you actually believe this? And Sal did actually believe it. I mean, it's it, oh, of course. A clear, a, apparently he still does. I mean, two dimes in the fountain, <laughs> each one representing a loved one calling I mean, to you from. A- I mean, I would say that uh, what, what what was his name? Um, what was his his rap name? I don't know, but I, that about oh, John Gotti. Like yeah, the, the, oh yeah, yeah. Free John Gotti. Free John Gotti. Free him. Free him. The Italian yo yo WO eggplant parmesan. Yeah, you know. Um little known fact about Sal Governale. I'm gonna drop a little trivia on you here. Drop there. in trivia. Little known fact. Sal Governale was at one time the president and also the founder of the Beastie Boys fan club. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That yeah. is, yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. He was. And, you know, pre, pre, pre his great career as a rapper where he was had that shake, 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 shake. <laughs> That, that's and that whole story is like oh. it's again he get, he just got suckered like he went in and like played it for something they're like oh this is this is amazing man well what we oh. need to do is we gotta we gotta put some money in this solid this you know, you gotta, you gotta spend money to make money and so yeah. like like you know sal's dad um uh was you his know mom co-signed a loan for him Five grand. Was it his mom? Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh no, I thought he was uh, like a kid. He was a kid. He was. Oh, and his, his mom, mom signed the loan. Yeah, it's all that pizzeria money. He's taking yeah. all the money from the pizzeria. Hey, what are you doing here? I'm gonna get the snails in Florida. <laughs> you know, actually, Whackpacker that I missed was Sal's uncle Paulie. That guy was pretty fucking funny. I have to say, if you remember him. I don't. You don't remember Uncle Paul? It's like he'd always like he couldn't understand. He was like kind of half speaking English, half speaking Italian, half speaking I don't know freaking donkey or something. I don't know what the like <laughs> it, it didn't. <laughs> like, yeah, basically, he'd be like, "What the? This is all I got." It was. I don't. It was just terrible. This guy. Anyways, Sal's Uncle Paulie, very funny. Uh. So, um, hey, just um, curious, your thoughts or what you, uh, your thoughts? Uh, what? Oh, oh, when do you think? Come. When do you think Howard is going to take a break next? Is he going to last through uh, Thanksgiving, 
or is he going to break before that? I I am um, going to personally. I think that Columbus Day will be a two week break. Isn't is that like weekend. next Monday? Next it's Monday is Columbus month. Day. Coming Monday is Columbus Day. It's like the twelfth. Oh, it is okay. It's not. It's not going to be that. But I I think it, it will be in October. I think it will be in October. I but you know the thing about October is Howard also said that. He wants to be in studio for the events. He did. Okay. So I heard that too, but I mean, was that him just saying that or was it? I think, I think it will happen. I think. Well, I mean, okay. So actually the big news of the week came on Monday morning when we heard about Howard. What was the name of the restaurant? Laser Wolf. Laser Wolf. That's what a that's weird... the name of. I didn't know if uh, Jimmy knew this, but it was an Israeli restaurant. When you go on the website, it's like it it explains that Laser Wolf is an Israeli shkazazabat. I don't. You know, I'm sorry. That was probably also. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I doesn't did not matter. mean that. Doesn't matter. I, I, listen, if you're from uh, Israel, uh, if you're from Israel. Or, or if you're, you're one of the lost tribe from but, Italy, uh, or That's but what, there's, I I don't really care if you're Christian or Jewish or Muslim or, or Italian, or, or Hindu. <laughs> oh yeah, Italian. Yeah, yeah. Like that, so. <laughs> but no, no, seriously. The fact that he said, I don't know if Jimmy knew that this restaurant was Israeli. When you go on the website or if you talk to it, it's the name, the, the whole premise of the restaurant is the fact that it is an Israeli grill where you know, they do in any event. Yeah. OK, well, let's be honest, like it's starting to be I'm not as if it wasn't before, but going I think going out with Howard at this point is like going out with your grandpa. I mean, that's basically, there's a certain element of that with Howard. Um, do I think Howard's looking on the website? No. Do I think he's checking out the menu? No. no. I think he just shows up. He doesn't really even care. He probably doesn't no, I, even really know. He probably didn't even realize he was in Brooklyn. I mean, you dude, know. he was so petrified of the whole experience. Yeah. He, he wasn't, he wasn't researching at all about the place no he, didn't he was trusting beth but you know exactly i'm telling that's what i mean grandpa it's like it's like beth makes it facilitates it you know like like he's always talking about how great beth is or was with ben and and is with ray and well, um, Beth is great just in general with yeah but you know she's She's good with them because she's asked, she's doing that for Howard all the fucking time, man. I don't know about that. Oh, I do. I mean, Howard. I don't think she sees him that like, way. Like Howard goes and cleans the litter box, you know, once in a while, and that's like, like amazing for Beth. You know, that she's like, oh my god, you cleaned the litter box. Thank you so much. You know. I don't know. I think that's, I think Beth Stern is the best thing that's happened to him. Oh, I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing, but I'm, I, she is. And I'm just saying, yeah, he, she takes care of him 
completely. That's what I mean by like, he's kind of like this grandpa. She's facilitating everything for him, making sure this kind of food happens, making sure they get there, making sure, you know, all that stuff. She's that involved. Mm, Okay. Well, I think he's, I think he's very much involved with that. I, I, I think that yes, to a certain extent, she understands his limitations with dealing with certain aspects of his life. And I think that this has been a problem for her because she wants to love her husband and support him. But on the other side, she also realizes that it is part of his neuroses. You know, it's, it's not reality. And she's trying to drag him back into reality. And I think Howard, because of this event, is starting to wake up a little bit. And I think his therapist will be right along with him. Because I think I mean, Dr. Agus is no help, but like the, the therapist, I think is a help, <laughs> you know, I, I really. Yeah, I no, I, I did. I was. Yeah. I mean, so the therapist is basically saying to him, you need to get over yeah. this COVID yeah. thing. Get over it. And that's like yeah, because, the one person Howard listens to. Yeah. And Robin uh, really poignantly pointed out that he keeps going into these loops he gets stuck on something and that may play into his OCD about getting into these loops of justifying his irrational actions, which is the same thing that he might do with routines, etc. He's he's it's almost become his social life has denigrated to a point where I think Beth now understands that she's enabling it and it's not actually Howard, but it's this part of him that he works hard to resist or not, not, not fall into. Yeah. Well, okay. So what, if you're a betting man, when do you say he's back in studio? Well, I mean, he won't be in for good, but I think what will, and you and I had talked about this beforehand. I think he will continue to be where he is, but when somebody comes in for an interview, I think, one day out of the three, he'll be in. So, well, let me ask the question again. And I think, I hope it, I hope it, I hope it happens with Conan because Conan's coming on, I think next or the following week. Cause that, that was, uh, that was promo. Oh, really? Who else? I, so where I didn't hear any of this. Who else is coming in? Anybody else with Conan? Conan is the only one they announced. Okay. Well, that was the one that I stuck on to. And okay, we all well, know that was his favorite interview. So yes, exactly. Uh, and and uh, and also someone how again when Howard said that is he was also said he's somebody that he thought could be his friend actually, and I think they've they've become friendly since then. I don't yeah. know. I think I don't know. Conan's, I mean, I thought Conan Conan, Conan is obsessed with his assistant. Uh, do you listen to his podcast as well? Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I subscribe to team Coco and every single YouTube uh, thing that comes up is about his assistant. And uh, so I, I just think he's obsessed with his assistant. So anyway. Well, I mean, I say, I always thought Conan was a good guest. I thought some of those stories. No, I know. Was, I'm not. His story I, that's about not a Bill judgment Cosby. on Conan. 
No, no, no. I'm just saying I, in terms of Howard, I think I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm happy to hear that Conan's going to be a guest. I thought that the Bill Cosby story was hilarious. I thought the story about uh, Burt Ward is especially <laughs> funny. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And uh, anyways, so uh, I think it might be time. Commodore. It's time. <laughs> Bobo. 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 <laughs> okay. So you go first this week. Uh, okay. Well, uh, let me see. I have, let me oh, consult let me, my legal. Let me, uh, <clears throat> uh, let me, let me get into character here. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one's going to be short. Uh, I think, um, Howard, uh, after <laughs> this, this, uh, week's events with, with the hurricane, uh, hurricane, hurricane Ian, uh, Ian, Ian, and now that we know, uh, um, we, oh. you have, you have your home in Florida, uh, Will you ever w return to Florida? Uh, will you uh, sell your home? Uh, are you uh, afraid of hurricanes or flooding or something similar to that happening in your home, your pumps? Decent, good, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that right. actually could be a Bobo. I think he may have no, that written know, down I mean, on his legal pad already. I, I think mean, that's that might, already, yeah. Yeah, it might be one of his more recent entries to the legal path, which might have washed away in the storm, but I don't know. Uh, Howard, when we talked about the hurricane, Ian, and my uh, uh, concern about being picked up by uh, uh, a, uh, a, a tornado, and uh, dropped in the mouth of an alligator. Um, if you were at your house and Beth, I know she does, you know, she's bringing in now wabbits. Uh, what animal would be at the level of my fear of alligators if Beth, Beth uh, brought uh, such an animal home, uh, like say a raccoon, if such a thing would happen, uh, would 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 what at what level would would you uh also uh feel fear fear for the the animal being in the house and possibly nibbling on you your thoughts okay well at least there's like kind of a theme between our questions here yeah it's about um, the hurricane and I think you know I think this week actually, we could almost kind of merge our questions. Yes, I think that, we will that merge it. I, yeah. I think that, in fact, that would be a very Bobo thing to do to, you know, because I, I, let's be honest. I mean, my question was way too short to be a Bobo question because <laughs> he's definitely trying to maximize Get the amount yeah. of time he's on the air. Exposition. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, he. Uh, so he's. Yeah, I think if we combine both of our questions, yeah, I think that's that's a good Bobo question. And I don't know. I mean, I, I guess they have hype. They've made hypothetical Bobo type questions in the past. But 
Fred and he actually, when you think about Fred's most airtime this week, were the hypothetical Bobo questions about uh, the hurricane. And That's true. they spent a lot. They spent a lot of time on hypothetical Bobo questions. So I, I don't. Yeah, think- but you know what? So listen to that again. Like, uh, or when I listen to it, it, they, they, they're thinking Bobo's a lot smarter than he is. Oh yeah, I, I, you're right. Except I mean, for the fact Fred that there Bobo- was things about. Yeah, but there was a thing about they they that uh, Howard said. What happens if? Uh, they get a hold of my Netflix account. There was this whole thing about the Netflix account or something. It was, it, it went, it went really, I don't know, but I, I was appreciative of the fact that I know we had no influence on it, but there was a lot of time spent on what would Bobo ask? <laughs> there was, there really was. Well, you know, it's uh, well, Bobo, he is, he does get a lot of air. I mean, of all the whack packers, he's on the most. He <laughs> well, he is. showed up. He showed up, up at the birth of a daughter. So I, I mean, <laughs> geez, I, there, that topic that'll snowball. I mean, uh, to what extent does Howard, you know, shut these people out? I think that you know he wasn't able to do that back then, but I think now there oh, are yeah. several barriers. Oh, before, yeah. Bobo's Bobo's not coming anywhere. Hey now, I'm 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 pretty sure there's some guy like tracking Bobo right now. <laughs> Maybe our like, podcast is a good way to track him. <laughs> exactly. Oh, should we get we we should have a, Bo- a Bobo tracker? Well, I mean, we I think there were three times that he listened to the show last week. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do you know anybody in Orlando? I don't know anybody in Orlando. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think that. I mean, are there Howard Stern fans in Orlando? Yes. Uh, you're, I mean, right, you're right. You're right. You you're know, right. I mean, you're I don't right. think it's. When you're right, you're right. When you're right, you're right. All right. Well, I mean, I'm just saying maybe like maybe some listeners could like give us updates on Bobo. Yeah. Maybe they we would love Maybe that. we we could turn this into the Bobo podcast. Maybe we could just. Be, well, I mean, know. part of the show is dedicated to his questioning ethic because I just would love to see those legal pads. I mean, are there drawings on there? Are there drawings on it? Like, does he, is he doing, how does he, that is is he doing like tic-tac-toe in the corner? And what, what is he doing when he's like thinking up the questions? Is he like, you know, (laughs) doodling? Do do you doodle? Does he like dotting his eyes with hearts and stuff? <laughs> What's he doing up there? Oh yeah, with the beautiful best stern. Well, there's the no eye there. Yes, with the, like maybe, hearts maybe, around best. Yeah, the bees. The bees are are, are hearts. Like the top <laughs> is and the bottom is are. Oh, breath, Beth. Oh man. Well, I think uh, we've covered it all. I think we've covered I, it all. I think we have. So. uh yeah, well, I hope that uh, next week Howard is on. I mean, I am always yeah. prepared. I'm all my fingers are always crossed that there's gonna that there will be a show on Monday, um, and I hope and I think you know at the end of each of these shows that's always gonna be the one thing. Uh, you know, I'm putting out positivity. Yep. Howard, please be on the air on Monday. Please be on. Don't be gone. Uh, Don't be gone. We need you. Coal miner's daughter. Um, And uh, yeah. And if if you enjoyed listening, please do 
Um, give us a like. Give us a review. Tap. Uh, Click. Uh, subscribe. Swipe. And, uh, and, and, you know, send us an email. Tweet us. Let us know that you like it. At H-A-H-S-S News and comment. That's our Twitter handle. Oh, thank you. All right. Um, and get, yeah, you know, let us know. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. See you next time.